You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to my favorite Islanders game from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show where Islanders fans call in and share their most memorable Islanders game experiences. My name is Dan Saracini. Thank you very much for listening. If you would like to share your story with us, our line is always open. You can call anytime. Uh, We'd love to hear it. The number is 646-980-8857. We have a bunch more great stories, so let's get right to it. Our first story today comes from Frank. Uh, Frank's uh, fandom goes all the way back to the 70s. And uh, the Islanders always have a connection with his dad, who he used to watch games with. And uh, sometimes, you know, dads know best. And this is a story that uh, that illustrates that. So take it away, Frank. Hey, fellas. This is Frank. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, my favorite Islander game, uh, if you've been watching these guys as long as me, 1977, there's uh there's a lot to pick from. Well, when when you live through a dynasty to a, to a joke, I mean, oh man, they're gonna move, they're gonna be like the Dodgers to my old man. I'm gonna hate them forever. How do you pick one? But uh, thinking of my dad, he wasn't the uh, the biggest hockey fan, but but he watched so many games with me, and and he knew his sports. When he passed away a few years ago, I realized that I missed those phone calls with him after after a big game. I, 
so much, but I remember as a kid, I lived in New Jersey, and uh, like I said, we watched a lot of games. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason we got cable back then was to stop me from begging him to take me to a game uh, all the way out in Long Island. But anyway, here's my game. 1982, Isles-Pens, Game 5 comeback. Um, I remember I'm in tears in the living room. The clock is ticking down. I looked at my dad. I said, I, I can't believe it's over. And uh, my dad just looked at me and he said, it's not over. These, aren't lo- these guys aren't losing. And um, they're not losing like this. They just don't. You'll see. A couple of minutes later, he looks at me and he says, I told you so. He said, I knew those guys. They were going to win. He said, you, can't, he said, you couldn't stop their skill. And uh, when it's got hard to, these guys just can't be stopped. Um, I just want to say, um, like I said, there's so many games, um, and I mean, thank God they're they're still here. And for you know, for guys like me that have a son that watches the games with me, uh, there's just nothing better when the team is doing good. Um, oh, and last, uh, keep up the great work. Uh, you guys were the first podcast that I ever found, and I just laugh thinking about the name of it. I said, man, these guys. They need the same sports uh, psychiatric help that the rest of us Islanders need. And uh, who'd have thunk, man, that now Dr. Lou and, and Barry pretty much have cured us all. Let's go Islanders. Thank you very much, Frank. That was a great story. And uh, thank you for all the kind words you uh, left about uh, the podcast. We, we work really hard at it, so we're glad you're enjoying it. And then, uh, we hope others do, too. Uh, our next story comes from John. Uh, he has a bunch of games he talks about, more more of the sort of recent vintage. Uh, and he throws in a little run-in with an Islander that uh, was surprising before a game. And, uh, boy, that's always fun. And that's always been a, a real hallmark of Islanders fandom is you never know who you're going to run into on the island. And uh, I don't think a lot of other uh, teams fans always uh, get that. So it's always a cool thing. Uh, but uh, here's John's story. Hey there, Dan. Love the podcast. My name is John. I was born and raised in Smithtown, New York. I currently live in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I've been commuting an Islander game from Connecticut for the last four years. Uh, particularly 2014-15, I went to 10 home games. It was only about an hour and a half away from where I was living in Bridgeport. I could go down and back and be home by 11 o'clock, so it was really convenient. Um, some of my favorite games, I got a couple. Um, I was at Andrews Lee's first goal, uh, April 2013. I was working in Melville, decided to buy a ticket last minute, and uh, he scored on the first shot of his career, kind of just fluttered in and uh, had a really good view of it. It was right in front of it, so that was really cool. Um, I was at Matt Barzell's first career goal. At Madison Square Garden, my girlfriend got me tickets uh, to the Rangers game against the Islanders there. And unfortunately, I wasn't watching it when it happened. I was on the concourse, but really cool to be there. Um, and also, this is a really cool story. So, April 2015, uh, went to the game early. It was Washington against the Islanders, playoff game at the Coliseum. We uh, went to the deli across the way to get some food before we started tailgating. And when I went outside to use the bathroom, uh, Matt Martin was parking his truck in the parking lot, ran into him, he asked me if I was coming to the game, I said, hell yeah, um, went back inside, pointed to my brother, kind of just pointed at Matt Martin, and uh, turned out, by the time he went to the counter to buy something, someone already paid for his meal, so, um, really cool experiences, like I said, love the podcast, been listening for a long time, and uh, go Islanders, thanks. Thank you very much, John. Our next story comes from Daniel, whose uh, favorite Islanders game was a uh, 
a regular season game between the Blackhawks and Islanders from uh, a number of years ago. And uh, that's what I kind of love about this show is, you know, it, it, you never know how some random regular season game turns out to be somebody's favorite of all time. And uh, this is a good example of that. So uh, let's hear from Daniel. Hi, my name is uh, Daniel. Uh, one of my favorite Islander games um, was in the last year where we all thought was the call team before it moved to Brooklyn on December 12th. Excuse me, on December 13th, 2014, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, the Islanders went down in the second period. Um, they think, uh, Cal Clutterbuck got a goal, tied up, and then they went to the third period. Um, Kyle, Blackhawks scored again, but then the Islanders were resilient, you know, tied it up again. With a great goal from Kyle Oposo. I just remember them being on the power play to tie like up 2-2 and just a save from Letty and just, I believe, a pass from Kyle and just the place went crazy. Then, like, 50 seconds later, uh, Lumiere Viznaski scored. It was just really cool. I was with my mom, my dad, my grandma. Um, you know, it just, it was just an amazing time. Plus, uh, it was in the NHL video game for the NHL Moments Live. You could recreate it. So, uh, that's why it's my favorite, uh, game. Uh, thanks for your time and let's go Islanders. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Uh, bonus points for mentioning the legendary Silver Fox, Lubomir Visnovsky, a personal favorite of mine, and my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, we love that guy and, and wish him the best wherever he's playing these days. Our sponsor is VintageIceHockey.com. T-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. They also sell our Lighthouse Hockey Al Arbor t-shirts. You can get those there, too. You could use the code LIGHTHOUSE15 to get 15% off your order. If you buy one of uh, the Lighthouse Hockey t-shirts or you use that code, uh, our portion of the sale goes to the Center for Dementia Research. So VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE15. You save yourself some money. You can donate to the Center for Dementia Research, and you get yourself a great shirt. Our next story comes from Jerry. Jerry is our first two-time caller and uh you know there's no there's no real rules here so you, that's cool uh and uh jerry veers a little bit into football town for a second but then he brings it back to talk about the rivalry between the islanders and the penguins and this is actually uh the topic of the last couple of callers uh, that we have and you know it goes back decades and there have been a lot of ups and downs and uh i think he's right about uh penguins fans and their feelings towards the islanders and their fans so uh, let's hear from jerry Hey guys, I'm Jerry from Orlando, raised in Lake Ron Conkamon Island, obviously. I'm talking about my second time calling in, and I noticed in the second episode there was a few rules being bent, bent a little, so I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, my favorite game, which I, you guys put on the air in the first episode, was the game where they won to lose out on Yarmir Yager in the uh, next year's draft. So, this time around, I'm going to start by saying I picked all the the little brother teams in New York. For instance, I have older brothers and my father, all Giants fans. I chose the Jets. I chose the Mets. I chose the Islanders. So let's start with the Jets. First game I ever went to was in 1986. It was 51-45 against San Marino and the Dolphins. Ken O'Brien's only good games, it seemed, were always against the Dolphins. And I was there for that, my first ever Jet game. Um, now, let's go back to the Islanders in Pittsburgh. The Islanders in Pittsburgh are so linked in history. I'm 50, so I remember all of it. And I've always had this ridiculous recall about sports stats. I always tell people, things that don't matter stick in my head like glip. So get this. This is so much fun. Now that Pittsburgh's had a pretty 
I hope their fans are listening to this. I'm going to give you a little bit more that you may not know. So, of course, everyone knows the Islanders came back from 3 nothing down in the 75 playoff series to win that. Almost did it against the Flyers in the very next series, only losing game seven. But here's what's really cool. The 82 Islanders, of course, were two times champions on their route to a third. In the first round, they, they played a really average Penguin team, and their goalie, Michelle Dion, played his best Actually, three games of his life, because the first two, the Islanders blew him out in the Coliseum. Penguins won the left, next two in the Igloo. And, of course, we all remember the Islanders came back from two goals down with about five minutes left and then won in overtime, game five at the time, which was the equivalent of game seven in 82. Now, here's where it gets really cool. Fast forward to the 93 playoffs with the Islanders and Penguins. Islanders were an average team, maybe a slightly above average at best, playing Again, the two-time champion Penguins, which had they won another cup, would have definitely been in the conversation with best teams ever, just with us, just like our Islanders. So now, think about it. The Penguins were down three to one. Ten years later, exactly. I'm sorry, eleven years later, exactly. To the Islanders, a much a much lesser team. The Penguins rallied to tie the game three-three and sending it to overtime. So. I remember this, and I'm thinking to myself when I'm watching it, oh, my God, it's repeating. The Penguins are going to win, and the Islanders were so darn close to beating a superior team of Lemieux and, of course, Yager. And they, I was thinking during the overtime, there's just no way that the Penguins are going to lose this game. With all the momentum in that wretched igloo, and naturally you all know uh, David Volek scored that wonderful goal, which he himself was a pretty darn average player. So it's just amazing. And sometimes, if you think about it, um, you can almost feel bad for Penguins fans. They've had, I believe it's five series against us in all, both our team's histories. And we have just been inside their head, except for that, obviously, series with, in 2013 when we actually played over our heads and took them to six games. But because the save percentage of the buck of them is so great, we could have won that one too. So just think about how much in the heads of the Penguins nation we are in they just fear us and i've already been looking at articles from this season how one said the penguins games against the islanders just mean more because of the way we play the game now so it's just really really a great time to feel the islanders turning the turning the tide on the penguins yet again and um really just enjoy it because i haven't had this uh, 50 years old i haven't had this feeling of knowing my guys are going to get the job done since that Amazing run of 19 straight playoffs here. Thanks a lot, Jerry, and thanks for calling in a, a second time. We really appreciate uh, some more stories. Yeah, for some reason, I don't think Islanders fans are going to feel bad for Penguins fans, but that's very kind of you to say. To share your story with us, remember, the number is 646-980-8857. The line is always open. You can call anytime, and uh, we accept any story from any vintage uh, because we love them so much, and we want to hear from them. So, again, the number is 646-980-8857. Our next story comes from Jay, who has a a top three of sorts. One of the games is an all-time historical uh, epic for us, hint, hint. Uh, And then the next two are are kind of more of a recent vintage, including uh, another one against those damn penguins that uh, we can never seem to escape. So uh, let's hear from Jay. Hey, Dan and Mike. This is uh, Jay Frank. I grew up in Wonton, New York, but I live in Connecticut now. I want to talk about a couple of my favorite uh, games. Uh, The very first one 
uh, was the Easter Epic, uh, which was in 1987. Um, so I was 10 years old, and you know, I had a pretty pretty strict bedtime. And, um, you know, when Trottier tied it up in the third period, my parents sent me up to bed. But I kept uh, coming downstairs. I couldn't couldn't go to bed, and I kept coming downstairs. And finally, my dad just let me uh, stay down, and we went through all four overtimes, and LaFontaine scored the winner, and you know that was you know a game seven overtime winner. There's nothing nothing like it. I don't know if the Islanders have even had one since then. Uh, Tavares' double OT goal was uh, almost as memorable, but this was even better, and uh, it was probably. Hooked for life before that, but then, you know, forget it after that, um, with the, uh, LaFontaine goal. Uh, number two is actually a, a loss. Um, the, I think it was game three of the 2013 series against the Penguins where, um, we just, it, it was 1-1 after coming back from Pittsburgh and before the game, the, the crowd was just rocking. And I think the players said after the game, they could feel, uh, the room shaking in warmups. And we just came out like a house on fire. We scored one quick goal, and I think uh, Sezikis got a second goal really, really fast, and the team was just flying. And it was just such a great feeling. But, of course, uh, Penguins wound up tying it up and winning in overtime after a, a weird Brian Strait penalty on Sidney Crosby in overtime in the playoffs, uh, no less. But um, uh, they probably – and that was a, a crazy series anyway. Uh, and maybe the last one uh, was another one, and this was – Game six against the Capitals, which we all, I think a lot of us thought would be the last game ever at the Coliseum. Um, I think it was, uh, 1-1 late in the third and Tavares went in the corner, got crushed by Ovechkin. I thought it was a totally illegal hit. And then somehow Kuhlman got the puck and scored the, uh, winning goal. And, and I think they got an empty netter and it, it was a, what I thought was a, I didn't, I was hoping it was not the last game at the Coliseum, but they went and lost that game seven, uh, with the Kuznetsov goal. That uh, was tough, but. Uh, those were uh, three of my favorites. I probably have many more, but those were what came to mind. But uh, thanks, guys, for doing the podcast. It's just so awesome, and uh, appreciate what you guys do. Thanks. Bye. Thanks a lot, Jay. And our final story of this episode comes from Buffy, like the Vampire Slayer. His words, not mine. And he tells us a story from uh, that 2013 Penguin series as well. And, uh, you know, he brings up a good point. Like, for a lot of Islanders fans, that was their first playoff experience because the drought had gone on for so long. And there is such a difference between the atmosphere of a playoff game, particularly an Islanders playoff game, than there is for a regular season game, particularly if you've been to a lot of regular season games uh, preceding that that series. So uh, this is a good illustration of that. And, you know, you can't ever forget the, the difference there. And uh, let's hear from Buffy. I'm Buffy, like the Vampire Slayer from Wausau. So I've been an Islander fan since the day I could remember. Uh, played hockey growing up and was surrounded by Ranger fans. So I really knew what it was like for New York teams to succeed, just not on my end. So going into the, I think it was the 2013 season, I must have been 15 years old, um, was when we reversed the, uh, the Penguins. And it was, uh, I can't even remember, but... It was a game after Crosby had that diving penalty, which then pushed us uh, to lose the game as Crosby then just dances around three uh, Islander defenders, just pretty much like trucking through two of them that were right next to him. I don't know how that happens. Um, but 
the next game I come in, I'm not used to this successful feeling and whatnot. I'm really used to the more laid-back kind of, uh, you know, we suck attitude. No games are really that meaning, meaningful. Uh, series is over after uh, October. So having a meaningful game, it was the first time I've ever been to one of those. Same thing with my dad. My dad's never been to a uh, an Islanders playoff game either. So it was a first for both of us. We didn't really know how it was. Um so going into the game, I didn't have a good history with uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh fans. Had a Steelers Jets game. My uh, dad's friend ended up fighting another guy. We had to leave early as they won in overtime. So that's the kind of type of misery I have with these fans. And no one likes Flyer fans. So there goes that. So I wasn't sure what to get into. Um, ended up being really cool. They were really nice fans. You know, they cheered, but they weren't obnoxious. We cheered. We were kind of obnoxious, but there were more of us. So kind of just amplified it. And overall, I was, it was night and day to the games I've been to that were like, yeah, you know, like, yay, they scored. Like, we could be winning like 3-2 against the Atlanta Thrashers, but like, we're both kind of just fighting for like the 26th spot overall in the NHL. So it wasn't, uh, my favorite thing, but that was the first moment and my dad goes to me. He's like, wow, this guy, Casey Sezikis is really something else. Just the way he plays and, the way that he uh, he scores in big moments, and so that that goal that just squeezed by, I think it was under in the the five hole flurry, and we were just the place just went ecstatic. I've never seen like an icing goal that was just I've never been in a game like that ever, and it was amazing. It was the most amazing game I've been to since the John Tavares return game, and I mean that game had to be a little bit more electric than the Penguins game, but it was, I feel like, the first time that I ever saw an Islanders playoff win since, like, we got almost swept by the Buffalo Sabres. That wasn't even a competitive series. I remember being, like, eight years old, so it probably had been, like, seven, eight years, like, double my lifespan at the time, until the Islanders ever made the playoffs again. So it was a long time for me. That was literally half my life until we made it again. Um, so it was nice that we came in, nice that we got a win. We came out. I mean, the place was going berserk. Everyone was just losing their minds. We had people jumping on cars, hopefully their own cars. Um, and it was just, uh, it was a night that I'll never forget. It was a great bonding moment for both me and my dad. My dad will yell at the TV all he wants, but when he's there, he gets a little scared. So we never really cheer that much at games. But with that night, I, you, you could not stand on your feet. You could not give everyone in your section high fives. You couldn't run up and down the stairs. Like, I don't know, but it was, it was hard, hard to compare that feeling. I mean, you were shot afterwards because it was such a great game. You know, you were up, you were down. It was like, you're just, your whole nervous system just felt fried afterwards. And it was a great experience in general. Uh, really started to fortify what I thought of this Fort Never Lose place, which now I kind of start to understand what it's about. And uh, that was the clinching moment of when I was like, you know what, like, I could never, never leave this team. This place is special. I really, uh, really enjoy my time being an Islanders fan through the highs and lows. The lows make the high feel better. There's a lot of lows and uh, hopefully more highs. So let's go Islanders. 
Thanks a lot for that great story, Buffy. And uh, I know you're sick of hearing this, but thanks for keeping Sunnydale safe all those years. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all of our callers for calling in. This is great. Another great collection of Islanders game stories. As I say in every episode, we cannot have this show without your calls. So please get on the line. You can call in and share your most memorable Islanders game story with us anytime. The number is 646 646- 9808857 doesn't matter what year it took place doesn't matter what the context was whether it was heartbreaking or historic or hilarious as long as it's about the islanders and it's about uh, a memorable game that's happened to you uh, or that you saw uh, we want to hear about it please read lighthouse hockey every single day for your most up to date islanders news and discussion Please subscribe to all of our podcasts. Uh, You could just search Lighthouse Hockey in any podcasting app of your choice, but we're also on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. You could listen right from the website. We have Islanders Anxiety. We have Isles Buzz. We have PT Isles. We have Islanders Award winners. And obviously we have uh, my favorite Islanders game. So please enjoy and uh, leave us a rating on iTunes if you can, because it really does help out. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, Have a great holiday and we'll see you next time. 